Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you. Good to have you on board today. Trying to power through. We'll see. Every commercial break, it's like chugging, uh, you know, the hot tea and the honey and see what happens. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, shot of Jack Daniels. I don't I don't think I'm going to do that right now. But something, shot of something might help. But, you know, they, you, you know, you there, there's all the old uh, remedies. Try to get your voice back. And really, it's just not using it too much. That's That's about the extent of it. I don't feel terrible, but I just sound terrible. You were in a great you know. corner of the state down in Viroqua. They got all the teas, and they're kind of hippies yeah. in that corner of the state. Oh, yeah. Viroqua is a weird, uh, like, dichotomy because, you know, you go downtown, it's very um, – how do I put this? It's very NPR. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's it's very liberal, but I don't mean that politically. Like, I mean that right. in, in just the way that it feels. Right. It feels like you're in Vermont, or it, it doesn't feel like your yeah. typical Wisconsin town of that size. Right, right. I went shopping yesterday down at the, the market on Main Street, and it's very like that. Um, and, you know, I just walked around. I, I had a little bit of you know, time to kill. And here's the thing is when you're sitting in the bar and everybody wants to talk to you and you can't stop talking. You can't, you know, not not talk. You can't, you know, just walk away from people. So I just needed to get out because I just I, I wanted to save my voice for the show last night. So I just went and walked around and and it's yeah, you're right. It's very uh it, it's it's liberal in that sense. And it's, I and I don't mean I that, that to offend anyone of any political affiliate. NPR is kind of a funny way to put it too. It's a small town that doesn't feel yeah. like your typical Wisconsin small town. Right. You exactly. It's, it's really cool. I mean, on the weekends, they do the farmer's market and everything right uh, there on Main Street. Uh, they got a lot of really cool new places. The Fortney's a really cool new place. Uh, I've talked about Twisted Hickory before, uh, a really nice place. They've got a couple of new uh, restaurants that are going in on the Main Street area. They've really built it up. They're, they're really doing everything they can to build it up. It's, it's a little hidden gem. It just is. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, then there's the hollow, which is, Way down and out of the way. I mean, it's out in the middle of nowhere, but it was it was great. We had so much fun last night, and Dan and Jay played music from 5 to 6 last night, and then um, they gave me a CD, a Christmas CD, and so, uh, you know, I, I had a blast. I just uh, wish I wish I had a better voice, and I wish I could have stuck around a little bit longer, but I just I, I got home last night, I guess about a little after midnight, and uh, jumped right into bed, tried to sleep as much as I could, but you're up two and three times a night, and Whatever this is, it's just, it's you're not fevering. It's not, you know, it's not like you got chills and you're shaking and it's the flu. It's just like a cold, but it it gets into your head and then that stuff just drains into your throat and it just it rips up your vocal cords. So, which I would rather feel that. I would rather have the head cold and the lost voice than feel aches or fever and pains. Except the problem is you host a, a radio show, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, so exactly. that's a little bit of a yeah. problem. Like, if I was just behind a computer today doing work, no problem. No problem at all. Um, that, that wouldn't be a big deal. But considering this is what I got I got to do for a living, yeah, it's kind of tough. So, And then, you know, you also have to be cognizant of we've got a postgame show to do on Sunday. So that's the other, that's the other aspect of this. So I'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how long it lasts. And coming up in a little bit, about an hour from now, we got to Paul Charchian. Uh, today is Fantasy Football Day, and today is postseason. Most postseasons begin this week, so or tonight. We got football tonight, as a matter of fact. So most postseasons get underway. So 
we got that coming up as well. So we got a we got a lot of different stuff to talk about uh, today. Um, oh, by the way, so I speaking of going out to to Viroqua, the we were when we were in um, the Boston Providence area. There is a bridge. It's called the Washington Bridge. Did you read about this? It's made national news. The uh, when we went to Providence, they built a bridge about twenty years ago. This this beautiful new bridge that um, it's it links East Providence to Providence, and it goes out over the bay and where the bay comes in, and um, it it's like falling apart. They shut it down immediately. It's only twenty years old, and so long story short is the uh, there's a couple that works at Kickapoo Creekside, uh, Susan the server and her husband who is the chef there. Uh, they're from the Providence, Rhode Island area, and they know Kristen's family and such. And so that was all the talk. Kristen had texted me and said, hey, remember that, that bridge, that brand-new bridge we drove over? I said, yeah, exactly. We, you know, we drove over two or three times uh, because they did the – remember the movie Dumb and Dumber when they were driving past that big blue bug Yeah, that was on the roof? That's from Providence, Rhode Island. They shot that, they shot that movie, a lot of it, in Providence because the, the actors are from there, um, I guess. But anyway, long story short, when you drive over that bridge, the big blue bug is there, and you can see it coming across that bridge. Well, the bridge is like ready to fall down. They had, they, it got inspected, and they went, oh, my God, the whole bottom of this thing's crumbling away. And they, they shut it down. After 20 years, now what, what was a 10-minute drive from, like, where Kristen lived in Bristol into Providence, Rhode Island, which is 10, 15 minutes tops, is now three and a half hours because that bridge, they had to shut it down. So that was all the talk on uh, on Thursday or on uh, Tuesday night when I got there. That was all the talk was, oh, my God, the bridge. And, you know, had people been driving across it and this thing really would have just fallen apart and such. But, yeah, they inspected this thing and the bridge was gone. I don't know why I got on that topic, but all of a sudden I did. But, you know, yeah. Well, that's that's all those towns out in like Vermont, New Hampshire, and, and Rhode Island. Isn't it just like a little town with a covered bridge? They all have covered bridges, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this was one of those uh, new uh, span suspension bridges where the you've got the one peak in the middle with the the big you know like ropes or you know the ropes or cabling coming off of it where you got the one thing in the middle and holds it up on both ends. And yeah, the the piling in the middle. The base of the bridge, the piling in the middle of the base of the bridge out in the bay was, I guess they took a boat out there to inspect the concrete, and it's completely fallen apart. So they shut it down immediately, and they said it's going to take at least two to three years to rebuild. And they, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. But, yeah, it's, and it's on I-95. It's, it's, I-95 is like a major, major, major thoroughfare. Now up in, you know, Providence, Rhode Island, it's not as big. But you come through Boston on I-95, it goes all the way up down to the tip of Florida all the way up, you know, through New York and, you know, up into Maine and such. But, yeah. So, anyway, I don't know how I got on that. There you go. Um, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Matt LaFleur, um, Matt LaFleur today, uh, in hearing, listening to him, he was talking about some of the injuries. He doesn't want to get too deep into the injuries. He doesn't want to give away what's going on. He just says when he's ready, when he's ready, talking about Jair and talking about some of the guys that are banged up. The good news was Jaden Reed was in and out of concussion. He doesn't have a concussion, so he didn't have to go into the protocol, which was great news. But they are dealing with a lot of injuries. Today is a day. Now, I haven't seen uh, anything tweeted out. Have you, Grant, as to if anybody's back on the practice field today? 
I haven't yet. The second I see something, I will pass it yeah. along. I'll watch. I have not seen uh, who is and isn't because I know they should be heading out to the practice field relatively soon. But um, that, that's the, the big thing as to who is actually going to be out there in a limited capacity or not at all. And you're kind of hoping to see, you know, will Aaron Jones come back? Aaron, if Aaron Jones comes back, that's a big get for this game. Um, if Aaron Jones is able to come back and play, and I said for as much as he was practicing, I did not think Aaron Jones would – they would not bring him back on that turf at MetLife. I just didn't think they'd do that. So if he's going to come back, I think this would be the game he comes back in. At home, on your natural surface, um, you know, the playing surface is a little bit softer and such. I think this is where he would come back. And hopefully, if he does, then that can change things. Because not only do you have a run game, but then you have a legitimate passing outlet coming out of the backfield. So I'm hopeful that he can come back. Christian Watson, I don't think he's going to be back for at least another couple games. Just by the way that thing looked when he left the field and the way he went down. Um Jair, you just keep hoping that he can be back. Stokes is the guy that I think would really give them a boost. If Stokes can come back. Now, remember, Stokes came back from that ankle injury, that horrific ankle injury, only to have a hamstring injury immediately following that at just a couple of plays, and then he goes back down again. So you're hoping that that Stokes can come back. That would be huge. And then if, you know, who knows what Jaden Reed may or may not be able to do and, and you know, the, with the guys that are banged up. But you got – most of your weapons are down. you got to get a couple of guys back, or at least you're hoping to get a couple of guys back to take the pressure off of, you know, A.J. Dillon for one. And A.J. Dillon's dealing with a bad thumb. So that's another thing to think about. But you, you it's like, you know, the only thing that's not beat up is your offensive line. Helton Jenkins is dealing with some injuries, but – you know, everybody's aching this time of the year, so pretty much most of your guys anyway are on that injury report in some way, shape, or form. But he was limited. But you're you're dealing with a lot of injuries, but at least your offensive line has been relatively intact for the most part, which is that at least that's been good news. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Go ahead and do so. Uh, Tom says, hey, Bill, I'd like to be optimistic that this is a bounce-back game, but I'm not that confident. Home field advantage is questionable given recent playoff losses at home to Tampa Bay. And if we have a full roster on offense, we have a chance, but I'm feeling that this is going to be a defensive repeat of last weekend. So it's a 50-50 game to meet T-Dub listening to us in Tulsa. T-Dub, appreciate it as always, man. See, I don't think, defensively speaking, this is going to be the same game as what you saw against New York. Now, you may see, you know, them still give up rushing yards, but I, I just don't see as soft of coverage and just rushing for soft zone continuously throughout the game. I just don't see that. I think you have to have aggression. I think there's a frustration there. I think watching New York reel off chunk play after chunk play after chunk play to drive the ball right down the field and give them the opportunity to win that game really pissed off Matt LaFleur. You cannot – you know, look, the old adage is if you're going to go down, go down swinging. Don't let them dictate to you what it is they're going to do. And that's exactly what New York did. I think Matt LaFleur is going to go – if he's going to go down, you're going to go down swinging. I think you're going to see a more aggressive defense. I know that's hard to believe out of anything that Joe Barry touches, but that's just kind of what I – that's what I foresee today. That's what I foresee. Uh, Hey, Bill, how do you think the Packers would have held up uh, at the end of if Jair was available? Does he have a serious injury? Could he play if he wanted to? 
Uh, would he have been better out there? I suggested on Twitter that Brett Favre played through more injuries but was met with he took pain pills his entire career. Um, also, Jair is somebody you think about the Packers want back. I think it could have made a difference if Jair was out there, especially at the end of the ball game. Trust your judgment. That's from Aaron. Aaron, appreciate it. Uh, Brett Favre, if Brett Favre played in today's game, he wouldn't have the Iron Man record. He just wouldn't for two reasons. One, they don't deal out the pain pills the way they used to. They still give you the injections and such, but they're not. it's not like taking – you know, a, a you know bowl full of candy like they used to give out pain pills, the Vicodins and such. And then secondly, with today's concussion protocol, Favre wouldn't have made it through concussion protocol. He wouldn't have had that record. I mean, Favre, by his own admission, has said he wouldn't have that record. So, but again, I don't know what the problem is with Jair. All I know is, is if you don't have an arm and the ability to raise your arm up and use your shoulder and use your hands downfield or tackle, you're not much use to anybody. You're just a, a dude running around out there trying to get in the way, and that's about the extent of it. Let's do this. We'll stay. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Oh, I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. (laughs) Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show, we continue on. Somebody on your uh, Christmas list have the need for speed? They may. Great Lakes Dragway down in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Uh, they have the 2024 season passes on sale right now. Call them 262-302-2138. That's Great Lakes Dragway. Go to greatlakesdragway.com. And all the drag action. Drag racing at its finest. Motorcycles, big dragsters, funny cars. Heck, you can even uh, you can even race your own. So uh, they do that all down there at Great Lakes Dragway, the oldest continuously operating drag strip in the world, the world. And they've been doing it for a long, long time down in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Two six two three zero two twenty one thirty eight. That's GreatLakesDragway.com. GreatLakesDragway.com. Good stuff. Um, this is from Mark. Mark says, uh, "Hey guys." He said, how big of a game is this for the Packers? Let's be honest. If they don't win this game and they don't get, make it – if they don't win this game and they don't go to the playoffs, does it really hurt anything? It doesn't – he says we're putting too much pressure on this team to get to the postseason. It doesn't hurt anything. 
But one, if they don't make it and they lose some games down the stretch, do you really then know what you have? Two, they're in position to get there. You don't take your foot off the gas just because you've already accomplished what your goals were at the beginning of the season. Second, third, I mean, I guess if you really want to go in that direction. Third, you want to get there. You want these young guys to feel that experience. You want to go on the road in a hostile environment. You want your team to experience that with a new guy at the helm. You want all of that. You, you, you know, I think it would be a hell of an accomplishment from where they were to where they, to where they, from where they were to where they went to where they are now. I think it would be great if they made it to the postseason. Um, you, you just, you can't mimic that experience. You have to go through it. You, you just have, you just have to. There's some guys on that team that have been there. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think there's, there's, there's nobody on that team that has, that's left over from the 2010 Super Bowl, of course. But I don't think there's anybody on that team that has a ring. Is there, Grant, that you can think of? Anybody, I don't think anybody on that team has a ring. Uh, I Correct don't, me if I'm wrong. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think anybody has a ring. So nobody's known a Super Bowl to get through everything to get to a Super Bowl. I mean, I could be wrong. I, I could be thinking of, you know, leaving out. I, I can't remember Devondre Campbell or Preston Smith. I know Preston Smith was in Washington. He didn't get there. Devondre Campbell came from the Cardinals. He, I don't think he got there. There's just not a lot of veterans who have played no. a lot of football in a lot of different right. places. So I don't think we're missing anybody. Maybe yeah. some special teamer at the bottom of the roster, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think anybody's got a ring. I think it's good for everybody to get to the postseason and experience that. I think it would be great whether it's Philadelphia, Dallas, or San Francisco. I Look, I know they're going to go in as you know dramatic underdogs. I understand that. But I would not I, – I would relish every minute of it because every minute of it in a hostile environment with that kind of pressure does do, it doesn't do any harm, any harm to your, to your team. As a matter of fact, it teaches them this is what it's like. You know, this is what you're getting. And, and this, this is what it's like to be in the postseason. You know, the regular season is one thing, but then it's the regular season intensity, you know, anxiety on steroids to get to the postseason. And you have to experience that. Yeah, and if the Packers get rocked in the first round by the 49ers, well, that's a good wake-up call. Like, hey, if you want to contend for a Super Bowl one day, that's what we're up against. Right. So go into this offseason with that in mind. Don't think you can waltz in here and start next year and, and the team will just be better and every, everything's just going to happen for you because it's not. Yeah. Uh, Mike says Bakhtiari's left over from the Super Bowl. No, Bakhtiari wasn't on that Super Bowl team. No, it was Brian Balaga. It was Brian Balaga, Mark Tauscher, Chad Clifton. They were your tackles. So Bakhtiari's not even left over. Um, he's been to NFC Championship games, but he's never been to a Super Bowl. They picked him up after the fact. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, the only guys that have rings, I mean, would be guys like Devontae Wyatt, um, Quay Walker, uh, good point, David. They won at Georgia. They won a national title. But nobody's ever had it ratcheted up like this in the NFL that I can think of off the top of my head. So it would be great for this team to get to the postseason. Is it detrimental if they don't? No, but it's disappointing for where they're at. They've played themselves in position to get there. You know, this whole this whole notion of, well, I didn't expect them. Um, I didn't expect them to, 
you know, to get this far, to have this many wins, no, you know, I, you don't, you don't take your foot off the gas pedal because your expectations were, were like mine. I mean, I said seven wins. So I, I look, if they can, they can get there and you have an opportunity and you let it slip through your fingers and that's a disappointment. I would be disappointed. I would, I would, because it's, it's, we all said all along, it's going to be the eyeball test. Let's say Jordan Love looks great, but the receivers look terrible. They're tipping balls and he ends up with 20 interceptions but only say eight of them are his fault. Then I, I look at Jordan Love and I'm like, you did your job. You put the ball in position to be caught and they didn't. It's the same thing, eyeball test. They're in position to win games. They're in position to get to the postseason. If they suddenly eyeball test it now and the defense looks terrible, Jordan Love's not playing, playing well, missing receivers, throwing low, throwing high, throwing outside, and, and not putting it on the money, and the, the offensive line is still a mix-and-match offense and – you know, then you're you're thinking to yourself, well, what did I learn about this season? Is Jordan Love the guy? It, you know, certainly Joe Barry coming to the end of his contract probably not going to be here. Same old, same old when it comes to being able to stop the run. Your rush yardage that you've given up is way too high. The, you know, yeah, you've kind of held your own when it comes to points, but you don't have great coverage. You know your depth needs to be added because of the injuries. You've seen now guys two, three years worth of injury-prone problems. You have to continue to bolster that team. So yeah, yeah. You, you you know it would be a disappointment if they didn't make it to the postseason. It really would. Um, now, if they win nine games and they don't get there because of a tiebreaker, eh? I'm not. I'm disappointed, but I'm not as disappointed. But if they only end up say winning two more games out of the next four down the stretch, that would be a disappointment. Because three teams that are on the docket, they can certainly beat. They can they can beat the Vikings, too. It's just a tough place to go and play over there at U.S. Bank Stadium. Although the Vikings, they're scrambling for a, a quarterback quarterback help as well. But it would be it would be disappointing. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, go ahead and uh, do so. Uh, we'd love to chat with you. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Jordan Love. Uh, we'll hear from him. Coming up at the bottom, let's go to Teddy listening to us in Brookfield. Teddy, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Unit. Hey, it's a hell of a day. So the one thing about this team that is always constant and is always predictable is cataclysmic disaster. That New York Giants game, I mean, it's amazing how this team outdoes itself, you know, year in, year out, Decade in, decade out, I, the, these disasters are, are just incomprehensible. I mean, yeah. that that was the craziest game. Who would you rather have as your quarterback, a Tommy DeVito, or would you rather have the Love Dove, yeah, the the first round <laughs> draft pick that we moved up four positions to grab because he was our Mahomie. He was going to be the transplanted Kansas City Mahomie in Green Bay. And do you realize the decisions, the the the, the, the debacle that has occurred with this franchise? And what has saved it? What has saved it every stinking year is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, what's missing this season? A Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. And, you know, the, the thing of it is, I can't believe – 
how poorly Love played last week. I mean, you can't play any worse than that. And and we're watching little Tommy DeVito and, and his family. His family was just going ape mad on the sideline. It was, I don't know, it, it, it was just otherworldly. Well, do, so, do, do you give Jordan Love credit for the fourth quarter and bringing them back? And kind no. of overcoming some of his own mistakes. No, that will always happen. That That's the nature of the team. It, it goes up, it goes way down. This is a roller coaster. It never wins. There, there's no sense of excellence on this team. So they screw up in everything that they do. They screw up with hiring decisions. They make them over and over and over again. Finally, they're going to release Barry and bring somebody else in, and it's time to go over and over and over again. And the floor is not a head coach. You know, hey, I like the guy. You know, he's not a, he's a good coordinator. He has his days, right? You, you know, we, we watched a few games when they're on this winning streak. You're going, hey, man, this play calling's unbelievable. This, mm-hmm. this team is, is is sequenced like a like a Elon Musk uh, heavyweight rocket for the love of Moses. And and then you have this game last week, this game last week against the New York Giants with little Tommy DeVito. And, and Tommy, you ain't gonna see that boy again, man. Next year, Tommy's gone. Uh, the undrafted, wherever he came from, and. I, I I just it's just unfathomable to me, and it won't be until Murphy gets his backside out of there, and and you get some new blood, and and they they change up the dime on this because they're they're not going anywhere with the floor. Well, not- I appreciate the pre- appreciate the phone call I'm at the bottom of the hour. Um, li- listen, um, the, the I the Murphy thing. I look, I I I think Mark's done a tremendous job. I, I just do. I, his his deal is, is the business of football. The guys that are running this team, you have to go individually and you have to look at what talent you have. Look at the depth of the talent. Look at the guys that are scheming the talent. I think Matt LaFleur, when, every time I've doubted Matt LaFleur, he's been able to come back and say, no, I'm not dead yet. And he, he I, I thought he did a good job wrapping his arms around the organization after the Rodgers debacle. Um, and look, I, right, you can say, well, what are they missing? The Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, they didn't get to the postseason last year either. And it was probably Aaron Rodgers' obstinance that, that kept him out of the postseason because he didn't want to come out, which is great. That's admirable. But he didn't want to come out. Had Jordan Love been allowed to play and maybe won a game or two along the way, then they're in the postseason. And then who knows what happens. But I, I, I think right now I agree with you. They got beat by DeVito. But also the games leading up to that game, you got to give Jordan Love credit. He's played better. And this is coming from me. I've been one of his biggest critics. So, I, look, what we're going to hear from Jordan Love when we come back. But I, I think some of what you say has some validity. Some of it is, you know, man, the, there's the five-mass skull bomb. More than This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Smoking hot deals just keep coming with quick hot savings from Quick Trip. And right now we're cooling off with $2.99 a gallon Nature's Touch Milk. 
all one gallon, 2%, 1%, and skim Nature's Touch milk, just $2.99. Hey, looking to make that perfect movie night milkshake? Or how about making those morning waffles extra fluffy? Our fresh, straight-from-our-dairy Nature's Touch milk is on sale and ready for your fridge. Quick hot savings from Quick Trip. Yeah, we're here to save you some moolah. program our friends at cunis rv automotive trucks commercial they, they know right now you're not thinking about new cars maybe you are who knows but when you are whether it's an rv or a truck or a car they've got dealerships all over the great state of wisconsin go to shop shop shopcunis.com that's shopcunis.com hey coming up in the next hour as well quick trip our friends at quick trip they have the quick trip uh hockey tournament that's going on down at the fiserv forum we're going to give away some tickets coming up here in a little bit. So stay tuned for that if you're a hockey enthusiast. Going to give away some tickets. Looking forward to that. Compliments of our friends over there at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. Thanks to our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S. Go to shopcunis.com. Um, coming up, we're going to talk with Craig Kashan. He was down there last night at the Fiserv Forum. We'll talk some Bucks basketball and the postgame, as uh, Rick Carlisle put it, the postgame fracas. It wasn't really a melee. It wasn't – I think it was pushing and shoving and such, but – um, I don't think it was really a uh, a brawl that took place in the tunnel outside of the uh, the Pacers locker room. So, but we'll get into that a little bit too. And I understand it. Look, I understand Giannis's perspective. You know, highlights in his career, he's always grabbed the game ball, and he is like he said, he gives them all to his mom. His mom's got the case. You know, if I'm Giannis, I'm like, ah, oh, to hell with it. I'm going to go score sixty six. You know, that way I got a new game ball and I don't have to worry about it. So, and everybody now knows. If there is a highlight in Giannis's career, you better hold on to the damn game ball. No doubt. Um, Mark says that this uh, stretch of games for the Green Bay Packers hopefully sheds more light on what we may already know. That this team can be up and down, but they're trending in the right direction. They've got a youth, that, a lot of youth that can develop, and our quarterback seems to be a guy who's cool, calm, and collected under pressure and actually performs better. I would love to see him in a postseason situation. Do you agree? Yes, wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. That, that's what I've been saying. You want to see – Jordan Love has looked bad at times in games, and then when you're really – your back is against the wall, you've seen him turn it on. Now, a couple of those times it's ended in interceptions. And a couple of those times it's ended, ended in interceptions near the goal line. So he's been able to drive them down the field. You want that. You want that desperation that come from behind. You want that. You want to build those nerves to have them compartmentalized so you don't get the hops and the yips and such when the game is on the line. Uh, but that's what you want to see. You want to see where that performance is. I think one thing Brian Gudikins talked about in the offseason was he felt he was ready to go, but he also said, we don't know if he can win. Well, I think there's been a couple times this year he's shown he can win. But there's some time – you can go back to the Giants game. Didn't do nearly enough in the first three three quarters of that game, understandably. But in the end of the game, he did put them ahead. He did make a pass to Malik Heath. They did get it into the end zone. They did get it what would have been a game-winning drive. They did put that together. The defense gave it away. They did it a little quick. They didn't time manage. Hopefully you learn from those mistakes. 
But he did put the ball in the end zone against New Orleans. They did come back and drop 18 on him in the fourth quarter. They didn't quit. There is a moxie there. There's something to be said for that. So, I, I, I you know, I, I, I get the sense that you, you do want to see that, that kind of expand, so to speak. The game felt very similar to uh, the game against the Raiders and the game against the Broncos, and that it started really ugly and penalties, but... Jordan Love, when driving with a chance to take a lead in those games earlier this year, didn't have the play in him to take the lead, and he had that the other night. So mm-hmm. they ended up losing, but it did feel like, okay, if that's their their new version of an ugly game, it felt better than their ugly games yeah. earlier this year. That's a yeah. step for me. Yep, no, I completely agree with you. Completely agree. It was a better game and a better, uh, you know, again, the beginning of the game was it, you know, again, like Thomas says, did, did they read their own press clippings? I don't know. I don't know if they came in overconfident. Some days, you know what, there's – some days there's just a day where you wake up and you know what you're going to do and you just can't do it. You don't know why. It's you, You're just off that day. Maybe that was one of those days. That's why I think this game coming up against Tampa Bay is so important is because was it just an off day? Or was that was a was it a reversion back? So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for one of those days that, hey, it was a bad day. Get rid of it, wash it out. Now it doesn't matter who I've got out there. I'm going to hit them in the open field. I'm going to put the put the ball where only they can get it. I'm going to make my guys make plays, and 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 lead that team. That's what I'm looking for. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Craig Kishan is going to join us when we come back. Stay right where you're at. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show continues on. We'll get back into some Packers football, but we do got to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what the Bucks have going on. And then last night, uh, as Rick Carlisle called it, a, a fracas uh, outside of the locker room after the ball game. But Giannis dropping 64 last night. To talk more about it, Craig Kishon joining us from Valley Sports and uh, does the pre and the post over there for the, uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Craig, how you been, pal? I've been doing well, my man. How about you? 
Doing great. Um, so let's let's start with obviously the team itself and what happened last night. I mean, was it just something as simple as a mix-up? Because Craig Carlisle did allude to the fact that they played each other three times in the last few weeks, and you know tensions run a little bit hot. Well, in my opinion, I think it was a misunderstanding. Um, I I I'm not clear and sure at all if Giannis had any idea that the that the Bucks already had possession of the game ball. To be honest with you, um, that was just. I mean, look, tempers flare. I get it, and and some guys have short fuses for things, especially when it when it's a possession thing, and and it became personal for him obviously to get the franchise record. We all saw that towards the end of the game. Um, and then it became, you know, even more important for him to collect an item. So he would have something uh, to basically he said, maybe give his mother, maybe give to Dame Lillard since he uh, entered the top five and in, in three pointers made all time in the NBA. He just wanted the ball for his, his opportunity to either keep it or gift it and have that final decision. And I don't think it was all the way clear that the Bucks had immediately uh, acquired that basketball and took it back to the locker room. So that that's how I think our broadcast uh, pretty clearly stated that. So, look, that aside, give me your thoughts on how the Bucks are playing right now. They get knocked off in the tournament in that in-season tournament. They, re, they, re, they rebound basically by beating Chicago, albeit uh, kind of a tough game, a game in which they lost in Chicago not that long ago. Then they come back and then they beat the Pacers, the team that knocked them out of the in-season tournament. Give me, your, give me your thoughts on how this team's responded. Well, I, you know, I, I think they're, they're playing as well as they can at this point. There, there's just a lot going on with, you know, a new coaching staff, uh, a first-time head coach, uh, bringing in uh, a marquee player like Dame Lillard to match up with with Giannis, trying to get um, Chris Middleton healthy and back in the mix, try to try to you know give Bobby Portis his opportunity to be the mayor off the bench. There's there's just a lot going on right now, and I you know I tell people all the time whether it's baseball or basketball, the two sports I cover. This is why they play. 162 in baseball. This is why they play 82 in basketball in the season so long, because it takes time for teams to develop a lot. And, and they're, they're going through that right now. But, but I will say this uh, big unit, the one thing that, that I think is different about this time of year versus a lot of the other times of year, you know, when you get into the first couple of months with, I think the end season tournament has, has helped, uh, up the ante for this team to compete at a higher level, maybe than than they normally would have, to be honest with you. And they have developed, uh, you know, some rivalries now with the Knicks, playing them, you know, three times already. Now the Pacers three times already. Two tough games against the Bulls, you know, without their stars both going to overtime. Um, those are good things. I, I think I think teams only get better, in my opinion, when they're faced in those situations multiple times than they are going to be on Saturday night when the Pistons come to town, having only won two games all year. So with the Bucks where they're at right now, and you've seen them through a championship, what would you say is similar with this team this year as to say the year that they, they ended up winning it all because they looked like they were a powerhouse that year. And I know that we had talked so much about, you know, win point differential and such. 
and it's not as large this year, but they're, they're figuring out different ways to win games. It's not just Giannis. It's not just Damian Lillard. They've spread it around a lot this year, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right about that. And, and I, I don't know if I see a whole lot of similarities other, other than the obvious ones. And that's, that's the players, you know, obviously starting with Giannis and, and Chris and, and Bobby and, and, uh, and maybe Pat Connaughton, but, um, they're, they, these guys are all a little bit different players this year too. I think Giannis, um, is showing again why he's so elite because he's a different player this year than he was last year and the year before. And, and Bill, every year since this guy was uh, a rookie, he has said he wants to get better the following season. He wants to get better the next season after that. And he's done that um, in his own way. And I think, you know, him putting up uh, a 54-point game a few weeks ago and now a 64-point game, um, he can do whatever he wants. That was pretty dominant last night. I'll tell you, that was that was something to see how many trips he went to the free throw line, how many times he got in the paint and finished. Um, it, it was really something. So, our, you know, everything has to start with him, in my opinion. Defensively, they're nothing like they were a year ago. We, we all understand that. And, mm-hmm. and that's got to be where the somehow, some way, they can only improve in that category. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how do you improve in that category? I've always said defense in the NBA is just a commitment. It's a mindset. Nothing more, nothing less. Do you do you see those guys with that? I mean, everybody has that ability, don't get me wrong, because they're athletic enough to be able to play it. It's just a mindset to be able to do it, right? Well, well, it is, and it's it's. I think it's also a philosophy, too. I think a lot of teams are just saying, you know what? Uh, why spend all that extra energy on defense when we can score 120, 130, 140 points a game? I mean, quite honestly, if you think about it, it was one of the criticisms of, uh, of Mike Budenholzer demanding that this team plays defense at a high level, and he got that out of them. But the criticism to that was they're running out of juice uh, offensively and they're missing a lot of shots that they should make at critical times, especially, you know, when you hit the month of April, May, and June. Um, so it's, it's definitely, um, a mindset. There's no question. And it's definitely a philosophy too. And we'll see how far they want to push that as the season goes. I do have to ask you, I mean, obviously Draymond Green gets suspended indefinitely um, and many feel that it's about time that he needs to kind of be protected from himself and maybe the league somewhat failed him by not coming down harder on him earlier and demanding that he get some help. Give me your thoughts on what's gone on uh, with the NBA's response to what Draymond Green did the other day. Well, first of all, I agree with it. Um, I I don't know if it was overdue or not, um, but let's face it, uh, he kept pushing the limits. I think that's that's very clear. And I think uh, as many times as he has pushed the limits and as many times as he's been suspended, um, you know, to come up with the excuse he did the other day, I mean, I, I think, you know, you just reach a boiling point if you're the league, if you're the Golden State Warriors, and say uh, there's two things here. You're better off on your own, and we're better off without you for an extended period of time. We'll figure out down the road if we can – get together and marry again. But um, I, I think the Warriors are going to be a better team for whatever stretch of time he's out. I mean, they're, they're struggling right now. And I think part of that is how do, how do you include this guy and, and get the major production out of him and, and have him be really part of the team. So 
Um, they they don't need it. I think I think guys like that are storylines for a while in the NBA. And and you know if teams can handle those kind of guys for storylines, the league says okay. I mean it's it's gaining interest from a lot of people. But I mean enough's enough. And I, I think that's clearly what we saw yesterday. Greg, real quick, how do you think Adrian Griffin has pro- progressed as a head coach? The adaptability that he's had and what he's learned so far throughout this season. I think the biggest thing I've seen is um, him admitting that he is listening to his players and trying to help them play the game that they want to play and, and let them be a little bit more themselves. Um, now that can be that can be good and bad because you don't want that to you know, um, kind of take off and, and create its own monster right there. But um, he, yeah, I think that's where I've seen the biggest progression so far. Um, so, he, you know, he's, he's got a lot to learn, man. It's, it's not easy being a first-year head coach and, and having the talent and the egos that guys have in the NBA and what they want to do and what they know they're capable of doing. So, um you know, he's still got a lot to learn in that category. There's in a lot of categories, but I think he's progressing pretty well, and I think he's got really good support with the franchise. Craig, great stuff as always. Thanks for joining us on short notice. I appreciate it, okay? You got it. You guys take Thanks, care. Thanks, pal. There you go. Craig Kushan joining us. Pre and post for the Bucks broadcast on Valley's great stuff, great insight. And he kind of feels like, eh, it probably was a mix-up. Don't, don't get too crazy, but... Certainly now the world knows. The world knows. Let's do this. When we come back, it's time for fantasy football. The charge is going to join us coming up. Hang in there. Two more, two hours down, two more to go. The Bill Michael Show continues coming up right after this.